What's up, guys? It's Justice. And it's Ramon. Welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast where you can laugh and be informed. Now let's get into it. And friend, I haven't talked to you in a while, so let's just get right into the check-in. Hey, Ramon. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Justice? (laughs) How's your day going? Uh, It's going good. Going good. A little tired uh, from the gym, but I'm here. Shout out to you for going to. How long did you stay at the gym? Because you might be tired and like only went for 20 minutes. So that's not cool. No, I was trying to go just for an hour and 30, but I ended up staying for two hours. Um, Let's go. Get it in. Yeah. Is that pretty typical for how long you'll stay at the gym? An hour 30, yeah. Because like I don't want to, I don't like to overdo it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just want to look good in my clothes. That's it. Yeah. No, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not staying at the gym long enough because I usually I usually go for like 45 to an hour. So Mm. I'll do like 15 or 30 minutes of cardio and then I'll do like 15 or 30 minutes of um, of weight training. And so maybe I'm not staying in the gym long enough. No, it just depends on what you do, really. Like I know, like for me, like I do circuits, so. Mm-hmm. I do uh, several workouts when I'm doing things. So, like, yeah, I, I don't like to run or anything. So, I do, a, like, I sweat a lot. A yeah, lot, me a too. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think when I go, like, most of the time, I'll do a circuit as well. But I just pick a body part to focus on. So, I'll say, like, you know, uh, this, today I'm going to do back, you know. So, um, maybe I'll do, um, you know, five sets of a back exercise and then five sets of another one. And then by that time I've already run my 30 minutes or 15 minutes. So I, I'm just done after that. I mean, it sounds like you're doing something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to like talk to a fitness person or somebody just so I can get like a good recommendation. I was using a trainer for a, mi- a minute, a friend of mine, but, um, I realized that, I was spending extra money for nothing. Like when I want to try out a new workout, I just look online. Um, hmm, yeah, on that's probably cheaper. So, yeah, because you know they got trainers on YouTube. So yeah. Oh shit! I remember. No, so there was something that I wanted to talk to you about, but I didn't know when we we're gonna talk about it. But I haven't spoken to you this week. Um. I, what's what's going on with all of these throwback pictures in the in the scantily clad underwear? <laughs> Who? You? What throwback pictures? You? It was some, or maybe it wasn't a throwback. You um posted something with you and two other guys in like these leather underwear. Oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Oh, that's from uh, when I was in Palm Springs. I wasn't, I was, I was, the only thing I, look, everybody else was scantily clothed. I, you look like, y'all look like Destiny's Child. Y'all look like y'all was in y'all team. Hello. Hello. 
Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. I got a me- I got a message for a public service announcement for uh you folks over at Anchor. Get it together. <laughs> we were just talking about our underwear and just got completely shut off. It may also be my internet connection. Maybe we need to upgrade <laughs> to a different package. <laughs> so maybe I got a message for the people over at Anchor. Maybe I got a message for Spectrum. <laughs> Somebody needs to do something. <laughs> right. <laughs> now back to our conversation about our underwear before we were rudely interrupted. So, okay. So your preference of undergarment is what? I like boxer briefs, but like if I want to feel a certain way, like sexy or whatever, I definitely put on a jock strap. Okay, so you prefer a jock strap to like a bikini situation? A thong. Yeah, I don't. uh, Is that what? Yeah, I don't know why I didn't want to say thong. (laughs) Maybe that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. I would definitely prefer that. So I've Mm -hmm. never, I've never worn a thong ever. Girl, don't ever. You don't said don't. No. <laughs> I, like just the idea of a string up the crack of my ass for like Girl, hours just sounds uncomfortable. But I do, Girl, I do, I, um, I do like a jock strap in the summertime, especially like if I'm going out, um, because I just can breathe a little bit more. Um, I feel more comfortable. But if I'm like going to work or wearing like slacks or something like that. Um, it's always like box of briefs or some like constricting briefs so I can keep everything mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, Good. Go ahead, yeah. my bad. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I definitely agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. Because well, you definitely don't want to be at work with a jockstruck. I, I don't. It's too it's too free and I feel like and this is probably TMI. So if anybody is under the age of 18, <laughs> log off. But um I just feel like I my business just always falls out of a drag strap. Like I feel like it's supportive in some ways and then in some ways it's not. Or maybe it's like the cut of jog strap that I'm getting or maybe it's the I don't know, maybe I need like somebody to help me size my jog strap because <laughs> So, so, like no <laughs> this conversation is spicy why did, how did we get here because <laughs> you asked me about my skin you said I was dressed in skin yes because you were scantily clad in my throwback pictures but I feel like I was fully covered you were not fully covered it was given it was given booty <laughs> it was it was much more provocative than, than I would go. Just because it was leather. You know, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that the leather gave it like that extra effect that I was like, oh my gosh. That's that's exactly what it was. It was just it, because it was a leather. It was given uh Candy's dungeon party. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. I was thinking right. about what's that new thing that's going on? Deviant. Oh, deviant parties. Yeah. yeah. Um. So first of all, I wish it wasn't called that, but um, I love the idea of it. So apparently, it's like this 
super, you know, body positive space where they really and the reason why they encourage everybody to um, dress down, uh, if you will, is so that everybody there can feel comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's dope. And I think um, if I was ever to do anything like that, like a new beach or something like that, that it would be something more like that, like a deviant party because it's a it's a black space. So that would be cool. That would be fun. Do no, that- I, I, w- I actually want to go one day. Um I might I might slip on a thong for that one. You have to slip a, th- a thong off for the TV party. <laughs> I was just no, you're not. What are you going yeah. through on this Sunday morning? No, but um, yeah. do they do they do them everywhere? I think it's only in the popular uh, black gay cities right now. Like I can definitely, okay. I I've only seen it in Atlanta, Dallas, as of right now. They have and everything DC, in Dallas. I think. Okay. I think in DC as well. I wonder yeah, if they have a Miami actually, one. Girl, I'm sure they're working their way down to Miami, especially for <laughs> uh, Sizzle. Girl. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely sure they're working their way down there. What were you about to say before I interrupted you and asked you about Miami? No, I was just like, I'm sure they're making their way down there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, now that you just brought that up, I kind of. I don't know how birthday party theme. Hmm. I don't know. That's for another day. But um, I think that was a good check-in. I'm talking about underwear. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, experiencing a lot of things on the show lately. We've done interviews. We've done um, guest hosts. Um, we've toyed around with uh, uh, doing video um, but one thing remains the same is us having conversations about politics from our Black queer perspective. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into politics as usual. Okay. Oh, that was a fire-ass intro, wasn't it? It really I was. Like I was. Great on, job. I felt like I was on uh, 100.3 to beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> so today um, we are talking about former... Um, New York Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo, who uh, recently resigned. Did you watch the uh, resignation speech? I only watched clips of it from what they posted on CNN and MSNBC. Um, okay. So I, I, I watched like the first eight minutes of a 12 minute video and then the rest of it, I kind of watched clips because I was um, I was watching it in the car and I shouldn't have been when I was driving. But it was weird. Did you think it was weird how he like accepted responsibility for some things and then kind of didn't? It was just it was strange to me. I did think it was weird. I thought it was uh, definitely a white man. Um, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Ramon just I be starting off there. <laughs> no, I just think it's like a white man um, not owning up to his fault. Yeah, I, uh, I feel that. I definitely feel like for him, it was like a shocker to him. Mm. He definitely think he definitely thought that nothing was going to happen to him. He thought that the black community would be able to um, help him because for a while he definitely was going to black churches, singing mm. in the black choir, and 
shaking black babies' hands, kissing black babies, making sure, you know, he thought that that was his saving grace, but unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that was not going to be his saving grace um, because of what his actions was, yeah yeah like he he's a he he was a white man that definitely was getting away with things for a long time and that me too movement caught up with his ass yeah no and the thing about this particular instance with him lingering for so long it's been lingering since i since the beginning of the covid crisis i remember hearing mm-hmm. about um uh, you know, kind of rumors about things going on in that office uh, akin to sexual harassment. And I was reading a CNN article earlier and it was talking about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it was talking about how one woman um, he asked to even like play strip poker. Um, another uh, woman he, you know, inappropriately groped. And so it just was a, a long list of things that reminded me a lot of what you typically might see like on the other side of the aisle. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought of uh, Andrew Cuomo and the Cuomo family in general, because, you know, his father um, was his father, the mayor as well. Governor I think his father was just like him. Yeah. The governor. So um, like that whole family, I just always thought of them as like kind of like, you know, really hardworking progressive Democrats who were aggressive, but the right type of aggressive. And it just kind of, it paints this picture that shows us that um, privilege um, and the evils that it persists kind of are everywhere. And you kind of just got to be vigilant and understand that it is everywhere. That I would have never thought um, before I start hearing those things that a Democrat in this day and age would be caught up in those kind of things, especially after the, um, you know, all of the Trump debacles um, and after people condemned him so much on the left. I just didn't imagine that that would be happening. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely, I definitely saw this happening. I definitely saw it happening because the Democrats to me are definitely more um, like, get these, get these people out. Like we, we don't need no more, no more Scandal. drama like that. Lead, yeah. We lead that to the Republicans because as you know, as of right now, the Repu- the Republicans have Matt Gates as far as like mm-hmm. with him, you know, being accused of sex trafficking of yeah. a, a a teenager basically, a young girl and paying for sex and it was stuff multi- like that. Wasn't it like a whole ring? I think so, but as of right now, they are just it all blends together with the rest of the <laughs> yeah. the rest of the Republicans. Yeah, but it's just like you know, I I I don't understand how people that are in charge of this country aren't trying to get people out of power like that. Like Matt Gates is also a type of person that is still trying to push Trump Trump's agenda as far as like when it comes yeah. to this election being fraudulent and stuff like that. But I, I love lie. the fact yeah, that crazy. The, yeah, I, I love the fact that the Democrats fought to push Andrew Cuomo out, but I just feel like the Republican Party is just a bunch of a bunch of villains in, in a comic book at this point. Um, because at this point in time, Matt Gates should no longer be able to do what he's doing, and he shouldn't mm-hmm. even be able to be on any committee, mm-hmm. you know, in the Senate. I think, is he a House? No, he's a House Republican. Yeah, he's a House Republican. But I just feel like, you know, at this point in time, I just I just don't agree with it. And then, like, you know, 
Trump was also accused of sexual harassment as well when he was president. Mm-hmm. And the Republican tried to try to push that under the under the water, under the bridge, you know, mm-hmm. try not to get that, you know, publicized or whatever. But also Trump mm-hmm. has cases against him as of right now when it comes to sexual assault. And the Republican Party is still trying to push him to be president for 2024. So it's yeah. just like... <clears throat> It's just like, to me, the Republican Party as of right now is just this massive uh, group of white men trying to push this white man power, trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that white men are still in power. Because as of right now, (laughs) white people are no longer the majority in the United States. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that statistic just came out. Um that white people are no longer the majority in the U.S. That's kind of crazy to think about. Um, They are still the majority in terms of having full inalienable rights. That shit does not apply to everybody else, apparently. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's always fun. (laughs) Um, No, one of the things that I was about to... Jeez, God. I I hate when I do that because I had a train of thought and something in my brain was like, you should have your notebook next to you, and you don't. But um, blah, 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 blah. We were talking about Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yeah. So I've been reading um, a couple of different books that's really just got me looking at both parties different um, and kind of unlearning a a lot of stuff. So uh, one of the books that I read most recently was um, Asada, which is the story of Asada Shakur. Um, she was accused of uh, kidnapping a police officer and murdering a police officer and robbing multiple banks. Um, <clears throat> she did not do any of those things, according to um, a ridiculous amount of evidence. Um, and then I also was reading this book called um, A Boy Out of Time or A Black Boy Out of Time. And it's by this um, named Hari Sadiq, I think his last name is. And um, it just kind of like, points out the flaws in our political system, period. And it talks about um, a lot of, it ties parallels to um, like laws currently have on the books and ways that we, you know, kind of officiate even the creation of like the police state. Um, And it ties it all back to slavery and how uh, black people and indigenous people are consistently kind of um attacked by both of these groups democrats and republicans um by way of the uh agencies like the fbi and the cia or not the cia but the fbi and so i don't know like i'm kind of at the point in my political ideology where i'm thinking about like what does not necessarily a governmental reform look like but like what does it look like for us to just scrap this whole thing and try it again because this is only working for rich which is how trump got elected me looking at how um when it comes to white americans and how they're acting um just because trump wasn't elected just because we're trying to get out of this pandemic and to me i don't see any black person i haven't seen a black person saying that they don't want to wear a mask i haven't seen that I've only seen white people attack people because, you know, this lady had a sticker on her car that said stop ISIS or whatever. And Mm -hmm. her and her husband basically um, attacked this woman because she had a sticker on her car 
that says uh, we no longer need ISIS or something like that. And I just feel like, and you know, like I've only seen white people complain about wearing masks. I've only seen white people complain about their children wearing masks when they're in school. Like I've never seen a black person sit up here and say, oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Or I'm I know plenty of black people who won't. I, and unfortunately, and some of them are friends of mine. I know mm-hmm. black people who refuse to get vaccinated and who refuse to also wear a mask. I think the biggest thing um, that's going on right now is that like those vulnerable communities like black the black community and vulnerable communities like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this is equitable, but vulnerable communities like rural white communities and Republican uh, country like are getting fed all of this misinformation and they're not able to make a great decision. And so like, I know a friend of mine who lives in Fort Worth, Texas, which is about 45 minutes from um, the center of Dallas, that nigga will not go and get vaccinated. He will not get vaccinated. He will not wear a mask and he has multiple health issues, but it's just like, it's in, well, he'll, he'll wear a mask most of the time, but it's inconsistent and it's like, um, I don't know if people don't have the, uh, the right information or people don't trust the information or if people are just like really fearful. But I know a lot of people like that who just like pretend like it doesn't exist. I just think that people I just at this point in time, I definitely think that the government just isn't doing their job as far as like being in front of it and mm-hmm. making sure that their correct information is out there because the information is out there for people to trust the science. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? But. I think we're doing a better job than we were in the last administration. I think that for mm. sure. I think, unfortunately, um, it just took too long, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. But, you know, like, I just I just don't understand, like, how people don't see this. Like, people are in the hospital as of right now with COVID and still saying, I'm not taking a shot. People don't care about other people. Like, that's unfortunately... I mean, I agree with that because I definitely don't yeah. give a fuck about other people. I just <laughs> I do. I want everybody to be. I, I and I think about like my students. I think about um, their families. I think about you know my friends who have like um, uh, immunodeficiencies, and I think about my own health too. I just want everybody to be healthy. So I wish mm-hmm. that everybody would you know. And I wish, and I I even kick myself sometimes where like I get out of the car. And I walk into the store and be like, damn, I forgot my mask. And I got to, like, run back out. And so, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I'm hoping for the best and praying for the rest. I'm a rapper. That was a rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Little Drake. Little Drake. Not Drake. Mm-hmm. Nah. Drake's too mm-hmm. light-skinned. I want to be a dark-skinned rapper. <laughs> or a bald-head rapper. <laughs> there is no ball here rapper right now. I know it it was Tupac, so maybe this is my chance to put out my um put out my EP. <laughs> it was Tupac and DMX and they're both gone. Oh no. I have to put out my EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean Tony Lane would be ball, but he he keep putting you But he fighting it. So. Yeah, he fighting yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. He keep not units. What are you doing for the uh for the rest of this weekend? Or for the rest girl, of this Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. Uh, girl, I'm getting ready for Monday. 
That's what I'm going to do. Get ready Dude. for Monday. Ain't nothing to do. I really don't hang with people here. Oh, um, I know. So I really yeah. hang with bitches. <sighs> well, I just really be in my own little world. I feel that. Well, not really. Kind of. You know, I just be bothered sometimes. You sleepy over there, Grandpa? Oh, you heard me yawning. I thought you didn't. Yes, hear me. I did. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't. I mean, well, girl, I did just come from the gym, so I I ain't mad at you. So, do you think that two hours is long enough for somebody like like if like let's say you were dating somebody or talking to somebody or whatever, and they were like, "Yo, be ready in two hours." Like, is that too long? Is that a long enough time to get ready? Um, girl, what what is we talking about? I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I said if you were like dating somebody or talking to somebody or something like that, right? And they randomly text texted you. Text texted? Texted. Is it why does that feel yeah. so ugh, I don't You're like right. that. Ugh. And they randomly text you. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm gonna go with. So you talking to, to this person, they randomly text you, they like, be ready. In two hours, like is that long enough? Uh, I think so, maybe. And a half, long enough. Yeah. I'm asking because I bought these movie tickets because the times keeps selling out, keep selling out for this movie, and okay. they're on sale right now. And so I was like texting, oh, I'm like, be ready in an hour and a half, and I'm like, is that enough time? Oh, girl, yeah, that's enough time. Okay, girl, I wish you would have lived with that because I thought you were talking about something else. Not, what'd you think I was talking about? <laughs> what? Wait? <laughs> Wait? <laughs> Definitely wish you would have lived with that. I'm like, girl, what? What are you what are you uh, talking about? You just want to get upset. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I Yes, you were. You was like, what what? I'm like, uh um No, I is? just didn't know. I didn't know what she was talking about. I thought she was definitely talking about something else. I'm like, oh, okay, we doing that. Okay. Um, Yikes. No. <laughs> so, as you know, like, um, this whole 2020 election thing, we are seven months in, and we still have the Republican Party still saying that the election was false, it was rigged, and Joe Biden is not the stolen president. Yeah. Not real. So, yeah. So as of right now, Arizona is having a recount. Um, That's fucking hilarious. Yes. And it's done by the ninja something. The ninja, ninja Warriors? I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what they call it. It's called ninja something. And as of like right a... now, they're not even... They're not even... Um, registered are legally able to do that. So as of right now, all the equipment that the Arizona Board of Election handed over to them has to be tossed out and Arizona has to rebuy everything um, because they tampered with that. As of right now, they they actually posted the passwords to those machines on the internet so anybody could be able to log in and basically mess up future elections. So as of right now, Arizona Yikes. actually has to rebuy everything. So as of right now, um the my pillow guy 
Oh my um, God, I hate that guy. <laughs> the my, I hate the him my, so much. <laughs> the my pillow guy actually yeah. had a. I, I'm gonna call it a concert. He had a concert to where was the baby performing at the my pillow concert? That would make sense. No, nah, he got canceled. He got canceled. You know, the baby is. I thought like, maybe the Republicans were still right fucking. Yeah, I thought maybe you know, maybe he could perform at Chick Fil A or something. Probably, hopefully, you know, he needs, <laughs> at the Chick Fil A concert. He, he needs a little coin, but no, like the My Pillow guy had a, a big ass stadium or whatever to where he mm-hmm. was going to reveal how the election was stolen for Trump and that what was going to insert Trump. And let me tell you something. Every, I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm confused. Yes, every so, every so what person are you saying? that was in that he's... building, every person that was in that building said, "What he's talking about does not make sense." Everybody I'm confused right there. now. Shit. Yeah, everybody came <laughs> there for him to show how this election was fraudulent and how Trump should have won. Or, and he couldn't prove. He couldn't prove it. He couldn't prove that the machines was tampered with. He couldn't prove that China tampered with Dominion machines. He couldn't prove that 10,000 people that were dead voted. He couldn't couldn't prove it. He couldn't prove it. This was the most secure election in the history of elections. Yes. And then it's just crazy. And then, like, you know, they had um they recently had a meeting with someone from Atlanta. Uh yeah. I, I forgot his name. Um I forgot his name. But no, like because Trump resigned because Trump was trying to um make him say that the, the election was rigged, but he resigned. And mm. so like he actually had a meeting with uh I think the June sixth commission basically stating why he resigned because Trump was trying to force him to say something that wasn't true. So oh, yeah, I remember time, seeing that. So at this point in time, I I just this is I really hope that the government does right. And actually because if Barack Obama did any of this, Barack Obama would be in jail right now. They would have did everything in the books to try to lock him up or even try to execute this man because he was the first black president of the United States. But because Trump is a white man, I definitely feel like as of right now, they're take, they're taking their precious time to do what needs to be done. And I, I really don't like that because Trump is a criminal and Trump needs- Well, I think, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. It will be illegal for them to actually arrest him now. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but at this point in time, like, Give us the like you guys got the facts. Uh, and to be honest, go ahead, my bad. No, go ahead. I was about to say, like, I do I do think that that's important, but I'm I'm glad that I don't see him like in the media all the time because I do feel like it's a distractor from like other stuff that's going on. Mm. I mean, yeah, but he still he still do his little rallies and he still be on Fox News and CNN and MSNBC still. That'll they'll always they'll always vibe with that. I mean, yeah, they'll always because vibe with him. 
Yeah, you talking about Fox News? Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> of course. Of course. And then, like, even, like, I, I you know, um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just hope that eventually um, America gets itself together before we're no longer a country. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think um, our general um, republic is a lot more. I don't know. I think it's a lot more fragile than I ever thought it was, and um, it's a little nerve wracking, but it's also a little inspiring because. Maybe maybe if all of this shit crumbles down, maybe something better will come out of it, you know. I'm so, not ready for it to crumble. I'm ready. Start this <laughs> shit over and start with reparations for black people. <laughs> let's yeah, start. Never. Let's start. And if we don't start there, we fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> if you don't start there, then you're fucking doing it wrong. That's I think I think that's happen. the that's the ultimate um reparations for black people and more reparations for um in native indigenous americans i think that's the first step to righting the wrongs and and making things equitable and setting the right path but i mean the native americans already got that <laughs> i think they need i think they deserve all of it because it's theirs i think mm. native americans got a ridiculously short end of the stick just like black people did um they provided the land and we built the we built the country and um we're the two most neglected um, populations here, if you ask me. That is so true because the Asian Asian Americans, the yeah, they got they taken care of, baby. Yeah, yeah, they, they got they taken, get care, taken of. care of. ASAP. They get yeah. taken care of ASAP. It's it's also um, one of the one of the, I can't remember what text it was in, but um, just thinking about that and saying it out loud just makes me think about like this theory about the proximity to proximity to whiteness. So, like, the closer to white that you appear, mm. you know, the more, um, the more intelligible and the more um, uh, safe-worthy you are or save-worthy mm. you are. And so, um, yeah, all this shit needs to start over. So, that's what mm. I'm in, fa- in favor for at this point, at this stage yeah. in the game. Um, so, I wanted to ask you if we could do this new thing. So, you know that um, Anchor allows you to play full songs uh from spotify or when we upload the episode right no i didn't know that so i just i just found that out um and so you can and so what is i think we should do like a song episode because i'm thinking about the people who like listen to it in their car probably on the way to work or like people who well i mean everybody's gonna be listening to it in their car mostly right uh, I don't know. So, what are you listening to right now? What am I listening to? Yeah, if you had to like pick one song that we would play, what would it be? Uh, I would say like I've been trying to. Okay, no, Tanache. Tanache really? got this. Yes, Tanache got this song that I love. So What's the much. name of the song? It's called "I Can See the Future." And like the only reason why I like it is because she's definitely talking her S H I T. And why am I over me? here like S H I T? And for me, 
you know, because like I'm just like getting back into the gym. I'm trying to, you know, feel a little bit more comfortable with the little weight that I picked up during COVID or whatever. And mm. I love the fact that she's just like really just just talking and, you know, just letting the person know like, yeah, I'm a bad B. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. <laughs> So that was like the best song introduction ever. You uh, gave Free and AJ from 106 and Park the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, so let's let's play that song and then I'm going to introduce another song and I think we should run it. Just let's just close out the episode with good music. Um, I am listening to J. Cole and Migos always. um, And I'm just now getting into this Normani Wild Side song. I didn't like it at first. Oh. Um, I I loved it. You know, I'm a Cardi B fan, so I'm a I'm a Cardi, Cardi fan does. too. I feel like that was her. I just feel like her verse was unnecessary. I feel like she been doing I, some I, unnecessary shit lately. Like, did you hear the song pregnant. with her and Lizzo? Yeah, she pregnant. So she got what was Cardi B doing on that song? I was like, what? Stay at home? Well, not stay at home. <laughs> no. That sounds sexist. No. <laughs> that's not what I meant. No. I meant like don't like get off the track because it just it's just an extra. Uh, it just it bothers me because I'm such a fan of hers. Like that, I just yeah. But <laughs> those last two records she been on, um, Wild Side and Rumors with Lizzo. I'm just like I'm like what's I, I think she just, what's the point? She, you know, because she not she fucking she bored. Feeling. She's fucking yeah, bored. She no, she not she not feeling her her sexiness like she usually do. So she not. I'm pretty sure she is. Did you not see the BT performance? <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. If I had a 20 pound baby on me, bitch, I mean, excuse my language, I would not feel sexy. I got 20 pounds on me now, and I ain't, I don't feel that sexy. Oh lord. So we gonna we're doing we're doing a Tanache song. What's the name of the Tanache song? Um, I can see the future. Okay, so we're going to play I Can See the Future, and we are going to also play Let Go My Hand by J. Cole, Boss, and Six Black. This was Black Tea, the podcast. Thanks for coming, y'all. All right. Have a good one. Me or them? Everybody. Are we, okay. Are we hanging up? All right, we're hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call you in a second. All right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. All right, you guys, welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast. Today, um, I have something special for you today. I've got a guest that's going to be coming on um, actually to do our first Black Business Highlight. So I'm super excited. This person absolutely needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, (laughs) He is a celebrity makeup artist. He is an influencer. He's a Black business owner. He's a native St. Louisan. A bad boss bitch. So I'm talking about D Carter, you guys. So without any further ado, let me go ahead and add you on to the call. Bam. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You look good. Thank you. <laughs> you do too. Thank you. Oh, been I drinking can... water. <laughs> I have a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's jump right into it. Um so I, I have you here today because you got something special that's going to be happening at the end of the month, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so I go am, ahead and tell us. Um, I'm launching my cosmetics line, Love Carter. Um, it's been a long time coming just because I've been a makeup artist for so long. And I'm finally, you know, ready to kind of, I guess, take the next step in my career as a makeup artist, but also as a 
real entrepreneur and not just a freelance artist. I'm super excited for you. That's a that's a different bag. So I'm excited for you to to jump into that and to inspire other people to do uh do the same thing. Um, so for a lot of people, you know, uh, a lot of people know who you are. I know who you are. Um, <laughs> but for people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell us about um, how you got started in makeup and, and kind of how that's led you to where, where you are today. Um, well, I started out working fashion retail, um, like most, I guess, people. Um, mm -hmm. then I befriended a Mac artist. Um, we became really, really close. I used to always complain to her about my job because I was working at Macy's at the time. And anybody that knows or anybody that's been in Macy's knows that the Mac County is usually like right there, um, especially in the West County location where I was working at at the time. And we just mm -hmm. became really close. Um, and she was like, you know, you should apply for Mac. And I was like, I don't know anything about makeup. Like I used to watch people do makeup and I, you know, seeing my mom doing makeup is, you know, I was growing up, but I didn't know anything about makeup. Mm -hmm. So I was like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. She was like, you know what, just give it a try. You know, put me down as a reference, you know, and I'll get your interview. So I went home, watched a whole lot of YouTube videos, asked questions because I knew other makeup artists. And my Mac interview was a 30 minute sit down. And then they give you 45 minutes to uh, do a full face of makeup. And that was mm -hmm. my first time for doing anyone's makeup. And I was super nervous, especially because I had somebody literally on my shoulder the whole time. Mm -hmm. um yeah she called me back the next day and offered me the freelance position Word. Um, and that was about nine years ago um i worked for mac for about three years and then just decided to do my own thing and i've been freelancing for carter works ever since come on carter works in air quotes <laughs> <laughs> um so well, a fun fact a lot of people don't know about me um i actually was hired at mac in chicago but it was during the pandemic. You, yeah, you inspired me because um, uh, I've been into makeup kind of, but for like blemish control reasons. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I know so many people who are just like doing the damn thing and the pandemic really made me want to get into like my creative space. And um, <laughs> it's funny because so we weren't in the store. You had to do your own face, but on... Yeah. FaceTime and it was it was a mess. So um, that didn't work out. <laughs> but you know what? it just wasn't meant to be at this point. It, it was not. You know what? And and here we are, and I'm happy with everything else that I'm doing, and I'm 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 excited for you. Um so a little a little bit more about about your journey. You have done every face that you can think of, right? Um it, you done done you done done everybody's I, I, face. More on my checklist that I that I want to you know get off of there, but yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with my resume. Yeah, he's he's done justice on demand's face. Um, <laughs> he's done plenty of faces. So out of all of the famous faces or not so famous faces um, that you've done, like what's your favorite kind of experience to have around makeup? Do you like doing weddings? Do you like working for you know specifically one person? You know what? I honestly enjoy the just regular basic one-on-one experience. Um, I've done classes before. I do weddings. I've done, you know, group group sessions, but I just really mm -hmm. enjoy the intimacy of a one-on-one session. Um, that's just what I prefer, honestly. Um, I do enjoy weddings just because I like to be a part of such a huge day in someone's mm -hmm. life as far as the actual interaction and the experience. 
I prefer a one-on-one, you know, just intimate setting. Yeah, that's what's up. I think um, I think you have like a really personable um, kind of personality that works for, <laughs> I, I think so. Maybe maybe some other folks don't think so, but I do. <laughs> but maybe that says something about me. <laughs> hey, you know, you never know. But no, um, thank you. No, I appreciate that. I don't really hear that often, but I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you are um super super professional, um pretty personable, and like I said, that might have just been my experience with you, but I, I I'm sure <laughs> that if that's how you was coming coming you know at me, then that's pretty much how you navigate. Um, and anybody who says otherwise is a hater. Uh, <laughs> I try my best. Um, you know, I, I feel like everybody, especially people that are in the service, beauty slash service industry, you know, we have our days. Um, mm -hmm. And then honestly, a lot of people forget that at the end of the day, we are human. Um, you know, I have my off days. I have my sick days because, you know, that's just what it is. But I try to be as professional as possible. Yeah, we appreciate that, especially... Um, you know, being a being a black business owner, um, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's important for us to to put our best foot forward. They don't play with us. <laughs> no, ma'am. Any any mistake a black business owner make, and that's why I ain't going to her no more. She died. Out. She was two minutes late, and I'm like, listen, I, I've been doing it for quite some time, and I and I've, I like I said, I've had my days. I've had my you know, my situations and I just try to be as apologetic as possible and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just try to make it up to them. Sometimes, you know, they just don't care. They just like, you know what, I'm just writing you off all together. And, you mm -hmm. know, that's fine. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, the industry that I'm in is so many choices. You know what I mean? Um, and even if you do have the best professional, you know, experience with me, you may not like the way I do makeup. And, you know, that's cool. You know, I'm not for everybody. Everybody isn't for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, there's so many other choices, but I mean, you know, I'm one of the best. So, you know, <laughs> come on, one of the best. You better know it. Um, so that actually leads perfectly into this question I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah. whenever I do anything, I always, um, you know, even the for the inspiration of coming up with the podcast, I was like, who is it that I want to be talking to? Who's important for me to get this message across to? And for me, it's black queer men um because i feel like we only get shown in a couple of different lights and i want to be able to show our diversity um so when you were coming up with you know love carter cosmetics who did you want to do this for like what it what inspired you to create the line the honestly the clientele that i've had um uh, from day one i have a you know a set clientele that's been really mm -hmm. sitting in my chair since i didn't even know what the hell i was doing you know what right. I mean? So it's just, you know, for them and the name Love Carter, if if you pay attention, it's Love, comma, Carter. So it's just like the ending. It's kind of like the ending of a love letter in a oh. sense. Kind of weird. Um, but it's kind of like closing out the chapter of my makeup artistry career and just moving on um, towards the actual cosmetics line. So it's, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it's for the everyday woman. It's for the, the Instagram girls. It's for, you know, every age, every race, you know, there's no like particular person that, you know, that is for, it's for everybody, men, okay. women, in between. <laughs> Come on, men, women, and in between. <laughs> um, So that kind of uh, makes me want to ask you like what, so in the collection that you're putting out, what are the pieces that we can kind of be expecting? Uh, are we looking for a palette? Are we looking for um, some special highlights or is that part of the secret too? Cause I know you didn't give too much juice. <laughs> 
it's a little bit of a secret. Um, okay. A few people know exactly what I'm launching first, um, mm-hmm. but I will say, um, for the most part, the line will be focused on like the tool aspect of mm-hmm. makeup. Like that's the actual foundation it, before the foundation. You know what I mean? Like what you work with is pretty much determines on how well your makeup, you know, will turn out. Whether you buy drugstore makeup, high end makeup, like if you got some good tools, you're mm-hmm. good. So, okay. Yeah, I want to focus on the tools. Um, eventually, you know, I may get into like the lip glosses and the lashes and the palettes, but for the most part, I will just want to focus on the tools and possibly skincare way down the line because it's just mm. a whole ball game. But I do honestly um, eventually want to get into skincare as well. I well, I think that um, if you want to and you continue to work at um, everything how you've been working, that it, it's you know, it's no reason why you shouldn't be able to. I'm a I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah one of the one of the other things i kind of wanted to talk to you about um is just your your journey being from st louis st louis is um i saw your facial expression (laughs) you said what would you say yeah i feel like st louis is a is a special kind of place and so did you special kind of people and i love i love those people but that they special kind of people um did you get like a lot of love right out of the gate in st louis or did did you find more success as you expanded you know what i honestly from day one st louis has shown me so much love Mm -hmm. um i've always been pretty i guess um pretty into like social media and stuff like that so my social media definitely was a big you know a big helping hand in my career so yeah they always show me love i've never had any like I said, with me doing this so long, you know, I've had my mishaps here and there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I've had any, like, negative experiences from people in the city, to be honest. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I think in, in my industry, at least uh, professionally, I work as a teacher, um, and then I do my media stuff on the side. It was very difficult um, for me in St. Louis to even get, get a launch um, into the stuff that I wanted to do, so... It took for me to go somewhere else to sit with myself and to say, you know what, let me just go ahead and just jump in. So yes. I'm glad that your experience was was good. Yeah, and you know what, to be honest, when I first started, there was like the beginning days of Instagram. Like I said, it's been nine years. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, social media, which is, we kind of transitioning from like the MySpace, to the, you know, from the MySpace to Facebook onto Instagram. And that was just like a huge thing. And then honestly, when I first started, there wasn't a lot of like makeup artists, mm-hmm. freelance artists, honestly, outside of like the Mac artists. Um, you had Keisha Marie, um, Tara Lowry, who was like the go-to uh, wedding makeup artist. Um, I don't know if you know who Darius um, is. Um, mm-hmm. He's a makeup artist. Um, so it, it was just like a small handful of honestly like black makeup artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, it was only me and Darius who were like the queer, you know, I guess mm-hmm. black artist. So I think with me kind of like standing out, that's, you know, kind of helped me as well. You said with you standing out, you feel like that helped you as well? Yeah. How do you, how do you feel like you, you know, you pulled yourself apart or, or stood out different from everybody else who was starting out at the same time as you were? You know what, to be honest, I think because I took a more um, natural lane i didn't really do like the huge lashes and you know a lot of the different colors and a lot of the heavy contours like i've always stayed like for i've always 
really prefer natural glam or soft mm -hmm. glam or however you put it. Um, so that separated me from a lot of different artists. Um, so yeah, it's just always been very soft, very feminine. You know, that's just what I like to do. Well, that's how you make me feel when you did my makeup. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Real soft. Nah, it was very, uh, very manly, very butch. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. No. Um. I'm like I said. I'm I'm super excited that you're here. Um. Talking about your brand and your launch. Um. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh where people can find the information to buy their ticket for the launch. How much is this party we getting into? What's what's to be expected? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the party um, is actually, it falls on my birthday this year, um, so it's even more special. Mm -hmm. um, my link, my Eventbrite link is on my Instagram. It's King Carter, K-I-N-G-C-A-R-T-A underscore. Um, it's going to be a great time. Anybody that knows me and has been to a party of mine before, I always make sure people have a great time. I have mm -hmm. a great time, and it's just always a good experience. You know, no drama, no, you know, no bullshit. <laughs> like, it's, you know, just a great time. Um, so, yeah, it's super, super important. Um, it's my golden year. I'll be 29 on the 29th. Um, so oh, are we the same age? Turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, for some reason, I thought I was like a year older than you. Nope. I'll be 29 on 29th. Um, so, yeah. So, this launch is like super important just because it does fall on my birthday, my golden year. So yeah, it's just going to be a really good time. Um, products will be available for purchase at the launch party. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's what's up. Well, I'm again. I'm super excited for you. Um, congratulations on all the success, um, of course. And then I want you to do one thing for me. Go ahead and shout out again your social media so that people know where to follow you across all platforms. So Instagram is King Carter underscore uh, K I N G C A R T A. Facebook. King, uh, no, it's actually King D Davis on Facebook. Um, I don't know where the King came from. It just it was just an overnight thing. Um, and I'm actually about to make a TikTok. I was so against it, but I'm actually about to make one. So that'll be King Carter underscore as well. Let us know how that works, cause we over here fighting <coughs> over whether we gonna have a TikTok or not. It, and I'm it, like, it, it, it will not be an easy journey, but I'm actually very excited to do it. I don't know why, but I'm super excited to do it. So yeah. Yeah, well, again, congratulations. Thank you for coming on and having this conversation with me. Um, uh-oh, you're freezing a little bit. Can you see me? I can. Okay, so one of the one of the other things that I really wanted to um, ask is, you know, the makeup industry the um, is so kind of large now. Like, is there anybody that's out here doing the thing that you find inspiration in or that you might even say that you look up to? Um, as far as who I look up to, I really love um, this guy named Makeup Ariel. Um, mm -hmm. he does, uh, Kylie's makeup a lot. He does Kim Kardashian's makeup. Um, it is a makeup artist from Houston named Kevin. I want to pronounce it right. I think Kevin Luong. Um, he's really, really dope. Uh, he does the girl Ari's makeup a lot. It's very soft, very like, just, it's just so like feminine looking. It's not too mm -hmm. hard. I Love his work. Um, it's a makeup artist in Atlanta, TLC Devo. Love him. Um, a makeup artist, Michelle from Miami. She does the City Girls makeup a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, like a couple makeup artists here. We have Valley, Bella, Lex. Um, even though they came out after me, um, just seeing them work so hard. I mean, just seeing them working as hard as they do inspires me. So, yeah. 
Well, I love how you are not afraid to <clears throat> give other people their props and, and let other folks shine too, because you did not just have to do all of that name dropping. <laughs> you did not, but you did. I, do and love. I appreciate that. Uh, so in continuing on with that, if there's, you know, new artists out here, new makeup artists, new, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, especially our young queer uh, black friends, like if there's anything that you could tell them, what, what would you tell them? I would say networking is the most important thing ever. Um, mm -hmm. When I first started, I was not a people person. I didn't like to talk a lot. I didn't like to introduce myself. But being in this industry, like it just really forces you to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So networking is literally the most important thing, especially in a city like St. Louis. Um, as much as I love the city, St. Louis is one of those places where if they don't know you, they will not fuck with you. Right. So, how talented you are, no matter how great your product is, like if they don't like see you and feel you, they they just won't fuck with whatever you got going on. So networking is the most important thing. Um, stay about your money. Don't let nobody tell you that. Oh well, you know I shot you out on this, or I take you in this. Okay, you can pay me too. Because um, at this point, Instagram, the algorithm, and everything on Instagram is so different that mm. shout out and and tags not. It's not. It's not. Um, it don't equate to the same. Yeah, it doesn't equate to me being paid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, tag me if you want to. That you know that would be appreciated. But at the end of the day, don't let nobody close your money. Never let anybody close your time, and just continue to stay consistent. Consistency and like being stern. You have to set your standards because being in the service industry, people will definitely take advantage of you or try to. So you have to set standards for yourself and your business. I love that. Um, I love all of that, and I especially love the stay about your money because people be playing. <laughs> um, thank you again uh for real i'm super excited to be doing this this again is our first black business highlight so thank you for again again for uh being our first guest and coming on and one more time shout out that social media so that uh the folks know where you are um i'm pretty much always active on instagram so my instagram is king carter k-i-n-g-c-l-r-t-a underscore and yeah that's it all right Thank you, D. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, y'all. That was Black Tea, the podcast, Black Business Edition. Thanks for stopping in to Black Tea, the podcast, the Black affirming, queer affirming space where you get to hang out with Justice and Ramon. For more information, follow us on Instagram at BLK underscore T, T-E-A, the podcast. That's Black underscore T, the podcast. 